Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans. I am your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and my favorite gaming thing that I did this year was get a new laptop so I can actually play Peglim whenever I want at work. <laughs> Instead of it slowing my computer to a crawl, I can play Peglin as much as possible. That shit's still .9, baby. It's still in beta. Go pick it up. It's like $10 on Steam. It's Incredible. a it's a roguelike that's also Peggle. Absolutely incredible. Uh, hey, perpetual guest Jasper Cartwright, what Hello. was the best gaming thing that you did this year for yourself? Um, the best gaming thing that I did for myself, I think, is probably going to be uh, insisting that 3BH plays a bunch of new actual plays this year. So mm. I, don't, I don't know if that's a cop out, but like basically we've played a ton more different RPG systems this year, like Thirsty Sword Lesbians, we've played Kids on Bikes, like we've done like a bunch of different gaming systems and it's just been such a delight to like expand my TTRPG horizons and like do things that aren't just D&D as much as I True. do enjoy a good D&D session. And I already know what my goal is for next year, if you want to know that which is that i'm going to at some point eric mm -hmm. i am going to play a game of DD just for fun it's, it's wow. i'm only i'm only i'm setting my sights low at one game <laughs> one mm. session that i'm gonna do just for fun where no one involved is getting paid it's a pretty it's lofty so goal <laughs> and i genuinely am not particularly optimistic about it but i'm gonna try <laughs> <laughs> it's so great, Jasper. You need to. Hey, actual wife and part of the only husband and wife podcasting team in podcasting, Amanda McLaughlin. What's uh, the best thing that you did for yourself re-gaming this year? Hello. The best thing I did for myself re-gaming this year is give myself permission to play games that I watched you play on easy mode so that I can play them too. I Incredible. have picked up Dredge and Cult of the Lamb, and mm. I have a couple more on my list this year that either I watched Eric played or watched playthroughs of and thought, like, God, that looks so fun, but I'm not that good at combat. I'm not that good at platforming. Mm. And then uh, listened to Games and Feelings and thought, you know what? There's no wrong way to enjoy a game as long as I'm having fun. And uh, so I listened and did it and played those games on easy mode. And hey, here's the thing. Enjoying myself a hell of a lot. Hell yeah. Big fan of that. It's wild knowing how much that our household has like given to the same company. For like, hey Devolver, <laughs> here's multiple monies for the same for the same game. I, we probably have like we probably have Cult of the Lamb on like three consoles now. Sure. Well, I can play it on my Switch Lite while I'm curled up under my heated blanket and you are at the same time playing Dave the Diver. So I think it was worth a you know ten dollars that I got it on sale for Black Friday. No, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. that's yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of easy mode. Honestly, it's like auto fish, auto cook. Ugh, Sign me up, baby. Just go. I love just it. Just go. Easy mode, please. Make it nice. Make it just. I want a simple time. I want a simple, simple time. Give me the clues, always. I actually felt myself resisting, and I was like, oh well, I, I should start on regular developer recommended mode. And then I was like. Man, who are we trying to impress? Uh, no, we're going to do easy mode. <laughs> yeah, the only game that I have yet to be able to do that for myself is Baldur's Gate, just because I feel like I've played so much d and I'm like, nah, like, if it comes out, like, that you play Baldur's <laughs> Gate on easy, 
Like, you're going to get, like, you know what I mean? Like, no one's going to hire you for an actual play again. You need to, like, I have a reputation to keep up. So I have to play that on, like, a harder mode. But other than that, I play pretty much everything on easy because I'm just like, meh, I'm, I have too much going on and my life is too busy. To, like, the idea of restarting a boss battle makes me, literally won't make me go, yeah, let's get him. I will just put the controller down immediately and be like, well, I guess I can't do it and I'll never play that game again. So that's why I do easy mode. <laughs> Someone seeing Baldur's Gate 3 on easy is the equivalent of like when you plug in your computer to like do a presentation and you have like your text up and you're you're and everyone's like wow i can't believe your boss is so stinky like wow <laughs> contecration's the job still you still have the same peril as everything else True. <laughs> there's a little tab that says Baldur's gate three for beginners easy for dummies <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta watch out guys. for dummies all right, folks, uh, we have the triumvirate here, or me being pulled in both directions by my work wives, Hello. Uh, because we're we're doing a big, chunky episode. We are fueled by our Thanksgiving turkey, and Jasper, you're fueled by knowing that Christmas is only five weeks away. The, the promise of a Christmas turkey, because I've decided I'm going to do turkey for Christmas this year. So okay, okay, you go. yeah, I know, I know. We Crazy. also did duck before Thanksgiving this year, and Ooh. that's like one step away from goose. So we're, sure. we're pretty close. Sure, sure, sure. I was thinking about doing uh, duck, but I've decided to go for a red meat as opposed to two birds. You know, that's fair. That's so, fair. You know. well, um, yeah, turkey this year. Everyone, I think people are skeptical currently. Like the the Brits are like, <laughs> wait, not chicken? And I'm like, trust me, you can make turkey really good. And I'm going to do it you for can. you. Yeah. But I think at the moment they're all a bit like, hmm, I don't know. I appreciate you opting in. I don't think I would take turkey if I needed to. Like, it's weird. It's a weird bird. Mm, interesting. If it wasn't obligatory for Thanksgiving and we'd probably get a lot of family pushback, I think we'd probably, go, you know, rotate between, like, duck, chicken, I don't know, some kind of roast. Well, now like, I would do a goose. Yeah. And you guys are out here doing figgy puddings all the time. The thing is, I think goose just feels too close to, like, like we get attacked by geese all the time where I live. <laughs> I'm just like, Real. I don't know. Real. Like, it just feels like I'm, you know, feels a bit vindictive. You know what I mean? Cook at a goose. Mm. Feels like I'm doing it on purpose. Because I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's like you're chasing me down the canals of Manchester. How'd you like this? <laughs> in my oven. You know? So. Can I share my favorite story involving the three of us? Oh, uh, I mean, the, the fact that you've asked for permission makes me worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only vaguely related to Jasper, but it's like, I think about this a lot because it was one of the first things that we said to you. Mm. So we, we were working with a company that Jasper used to work at, mm. and it was, about, it was about Christmas. We were basically like putting some project together, and it was around this time a few years ago. Yep. And it was for a British company. And, you know, at the time, Amanda and I were both not really celebrating Christmas. It was very, like, obligatory. Just like... Sure. Sure. And his family doing whatever. So we were like, yeah, yeah uh, we can definitely get this done. We're actually working all through December. So it's not a real big deal. And the Charles Dickinsonian accent, mm -hmm. the, the exclamation from yeah. this woman on the other side of the phone, which was, whoa, you're not taking off for Christmas, was blasting us in the face so like, hard. It was like only 10% less than what Eric just did. It was very close. <laughs> but I do genuinely think, though, this is probably, like, a good comparison of just, like, this is probably, like, someone, I don't know, like, just the equivalent of saying, like, not not even just Halloween, it's, like, Halloween and Thanksgiving that just, like, no, I don't yeah. do anything. It's, you know what I mean? If someone wanted to have a meeting on Thanksgiving at, yeah. like, 2 p.m., I'd be like... What? what? And yeah. I, I, I an like, Australian person. No way, dude. No way. Zero chance. 
can't do it. Can't do Why it. No, no way. American accent, High School Musical. Why Wait, did you not just hear the accent you just did, Eric? <laughs> did you not just hear the accent that you Jasper, just did? Jasper, it was pretty close. No, I liked. I liked it. I just love that. Like you know, there are so many different types of American stereotypes, and I like that's yeah, the yeah. one you chose. It's like sure, rocket power. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. it was like yeah, dude. Let's do a 50-50 nose grind with Tony Hawk. <laughs> Do you know what it was actually? It was me and my wife having a very in-depth conversation about the Tony Hawk game series the other day. Uh, so yeah. that may, genuinely might have just Perfect. been on my brain. Like that dude's voice was just in my Your mind accent somewhere. work was impeccable. I'm Thank saying. You. That's Thank what you. I got it. I understood imagine the, it. Imagine the reveal if it turns out I was the dude narrating the Tony Hawk games the whole time. Like, <laughs> I would, I'd be Jasper very was, was the American wasteland. That was him. <laughs> him and Bam Margera were hanging out. Oh man, that's uh, really funny. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. As in, I'm just thinking, like, it's like, yeah. the, the, like, it's just, I, I think it's partly to do with the fact that it's like a relative, it's, we're such a small country, so it's like, it's less of a, like, countrywide feeling as it is for you guys. It's like, this is like a statewide thing. So if you imagine a state which takes, to, like, Thanksgiving extremely seriously, that's Christmas in the UK. And as I was just explaining to you guys offline, it's like, it basically is the only one that we really do. You know what it I mean? makes a lot more sense now, knowing that like yeah. Halloween is is an American import, and of course, no Thanksgiving. I was I yeah. didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, and like on top of that as well, it's like your employer gives you all the time off as well. Like it's like oh, you know, so like we get okay. like uh, I think most people get like Christmas Day, unless you work in like retail or restaurants and stuff. Most people get Christmas Eve off, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day off. Then there's like two more bank holidays in between Christmas and New Year as well. So realistically, mm. even if you don't take time off in between the two, you probably only work like one day out of those two weeks anyway. Like, oh. so it's like it's not even a, like it's not even like a personal choice thing. It's like unless you're working like overtime or you're being paid extra, the chances are you're probably gonna be off. And even if you're in the office, no one's there. So you just kind of sit there twiddling your thumbs and not replying to emails that people aren't sending. Hence the, That's real. you know, that you, that you I, got. I'd give you a similar one if you were like, dude, in fact, actually, I very nearly did a similar thing. I was trying to schedule a, uh, someone had hired me to do a D&D &D session. And I was trying, I'm trying to fit it in before mm. the end of the year uh, because I'm going to go on paternity leave. They were like, oh, hey, can you do the session on like the 23rd of December? And I was like, Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse? The day Christmas before Christmas, I will be Eve? priming my vegetables for Christmas Day, okay? <laughs> there is zero chance that I'm going to be available on the 23rd. Plus, it's a Sunday. I was like, come on. The hell? This is not happening. See, not even remotely religious, bear in mind. <laughs> just want to clarify. No, no. I, I tried to schedule an Australian podcast group, uh, an Australian podcast, try to get me for a guest thing. And they're mm. like, oh, yeah, you could do that last week of Thanksgiving. And I was like, I was like, LOL, I can't. It's Thanksgiving. I was a little smug about it in my head, but it, when I wrote it out, it was just like, LOL, no, I can't. Like, it's mm. Thanksgiving. You didn't know that. It's fine because everything's topsy turvy over there and you're trying to fight off seagulls at all times. Yeah. But like, the yeah. air horn that was blown into the phone of this woman like that's what was wild it was like she blasted me with it she sprayed me with mace dude it's honestly it's just a strange concept it's a strange concept for us it really really that's is fair 
Like, that's fair. It's quite funny, actually. I always describe it as my, those are my creative weeks. Because those are the weeks where I'm like, eh, nothing's going to get done anyway, so I might as well sit and try and yeah. write a screenplay or something. <laughs> you know, like, I'll do something different. Same. All my domain names expire on, like, December 27th because that's yes. the week that I'm, like, sitting around, you know, like, <laughs> exactly building new websites those kind and of stuff. Tasks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, folks, we're going to answer a lot of questions, but first, Amanta, uh, let's do, hey, you want to do a replay really quickly? Oh, I would love that, Eric. So, Jasper, this is, of course, the replay, where we replay and reply to advice questions of your asked of other advice columnists who are not husband and wife podcasting duos and give them better answers. Okay, love it. Love that so much. Let's go. And again, normally, it's what I said. However, moments before we started recording, I did get a spam email. Minutes. (gasps) Minutes. Like 30 minutes. Um, Whoa. That's still (laughs) really quite close. I would say in the scheme of our lives, that's moments, Eric. So I'm with Cosmic. Cosmically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cosmically, that's that's definitely moments. (laughs) Jasper, I want you to know that this is the most replay thing possible, which is we have a premise and then Amanda immediately inverts it and does something else with it. Perfect. That's very common for what we do here. Zero notes, Amanda. Please continue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I did get a spam email, uh, which amused me so much and was so relevant to what we were about to do that I am simply going to ask you this question. Um, (laughs) It it. came in to the join the party email from a person identifying themselves as Bruce Bruce. Just Bruce Bruce twice. (laughs) Yes. Fish are friends friends, not food food. I love it. Let's go. The subject line is SL. Subject line. Space space. (laughs) Clearly some copy paste errors here. Could you please review this for me? My interest has peaked. Okay. 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 Here's the question. Hello there. While hosting a party can be a fun affair, it's important to acknowledge the potential negative impacts it can have on personal well-being, finances, and the environment. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Okay. Hey, uh, Jasper. um, You know, I'm. Some people see me as an extrovert, but I'm actually kind of an introvert because when I have a party, I'm really concerned about my general well-being and the environment, and those anxieties take take over. I don't get energy from being around. Wow. Wow. There is like. Man, that's like that's like such strong 2023 energy of just being like, hey, you know that thing that you think is just really, really fun and really good for you? <laughs> well, here's yeah. just a way that it's actually bad for the environment, you piece of shit. However, the email continues with, luckily, there are affordable and uncomplicated approaches to throwing a sustainable and enjoyable party that accommodates everyone's requirements. Okay. And then he goes on to Wait, pitch. wait, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm with Jasper. <laughs> We're worried about sustainability on top of everything else with throwing a party? I think we have to, Eric. We have to. I guess to. we need um, tips and strategies for organizing a party that is both entertaining and environmentally friendly. Now, Bruce Bruce is uh, selling us the idea that he will write an article for our website, jointhepartypodcast.com, uh, <laughs> about <laughs> this. Um, however... I think that that's a question that we are very well equipped to answer right now. We don't need Bruce Bruce um, because we are going to answer right now. How do we organize a party that is both entertaining and environmentally friendly? That's affordable and uncomplicated. Yes. I've got a a pitch. Uh, Wait, did, did you say affordable and uncomplicated? 
Correct. Yeah, yes. Okay, we're just going to ignore those two things because I have a pick. Okay. <laughs> and it's neither of those Jasper, things. Jasper, you're getting the replay exactly right. Yes. Yeah, okay, perfect. Great. So what I'm thinking is we get a bunch of bike bikes, right? And then yeah. we like take the back wheel off and we hook it up to one of those machines where it like gathers like friction and turns it into energy. And basically, mm -hmm. you just get people around to your house and you play a bunch of like Wario style mini games that involve people yes. going mm. on the electrical bikes and doing stuff that then Good. charges a battery which will charge a battery that I will hook up to my PlayStation 5, which yes. I'll do after everyone's left. I'll play the PlayStation 5 <laughs> after everyone's left, but I'll do oh, it on great. battery. So on battery therefore, power. the PlayStation 5 is good for my mental health, but the but then I can play it sustainably because I got my mates to power it up for me uh, half Incredible. an hour ago. Perfect. Jasper <laughs> seems not to be worried about the main thing of a party, which is making sure anyone else has fun. Hey, <laughs> look, I said Wario-style party games. Like, how could you not have fun playing Wario-style party games? I don't know what they are, and it does just sound like people are just going to be cycling, but I don't, you yeah. know, that's not for me to worry about. That's for, you know, maybe my guests can bring some ideas to the table. Come on. All you have do to everything? do is give them, yeah, give them some beer while they're on the bike, given it's fine. But, and we'll get Lost Lager from a wicked company called Brewdog, who do sustainable mm -hmm. beer. Perfect. Wow. Uh, yeah, and you can bring your glass refillable growler and, you know, just use like your mason jars at home. What's a growler? Uh, it's like a gallon-sized glass jug like Ooh. that you would get cider in if it was a farmhouse. And then you can fill them up at craft breweries so that you're not using any, like it's reusable. So you don't have Ooh. to, you know, yeah, they're use cans. Yeah, they're pretty. We have a bunch of them in there our house. There we go. And, oh, and we can recycle the bikes. We'll like we'll find bikes just like that are dumped in like streams and stuff. So we'll also be cleaning oh, nice. up the rivers. I love that. I love this is that. perfect. I, Eric, that Eric and Amanda, affordable. you're invited to my house for a party. Uh, <laughs> Thank it's you. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Can I tell you? This sounds like more like a setup for a viral TikTok series. Yeah. Than it is an actual fun party. <laughs> this, I'm more concerned about that. This sounds affordable and sustainable, but also not uncomplicated. It's not uncomplicated and not enjoyable. It's just the one thing that I would flag about right, potential, right, right. you know, okay. areas of improvement for this party plan. Right. Um, okay. As two. <laughs> Groups of people here uh, mm -hmm. who had weddings recently. Ooh. I'm more concerned about one of the main things that pop up at a wedding, but I think are for most parties. Do we now need to invite Bruce Bruce? <laughs> because mm. Bruce Bruce gave us the idea. Because Bruce Bruce sounds like, uh, and I'm going to assume Bruce Bruce has he, him pronouns. Bruce Bruce sounds like he sucks because <laughs> sure. he's hitting us with spam emails. Sure. Yeah. Or Bruce is at a dead-end job and just really needs the, you know, sort of invitation to, like, break free. And maybe Bruce Bruce doesn't want to be sending us spam, copy-pasted emails that are AI-generated, probably. I'm, like, I know this is bad, guys. But, like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, if I pay you the money, will you reply and say yes? Just to see what article he comes back. Because I'm fascinated to know what Bruce Bruce's idea of fun is. You know what I mean? Like... Is there I, a price on ask. the email? Not on the email. Because, like, I'm fascinated. I just want to know, like, this, the person writing this email is not someone who I imagine has, typically has fun at parties. Because if you're at a party and your number one thing is, hmm, I don't know, it feels Seems like this could be more sustainable. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, you know what I mean? It's like, I've, I have yeah. some extremely conscientious friends. I'm pretty conscientious myself, but I can honestly say that three beers in at a good party, I have never <laughs> once thought. <laughs> wish we, we really, really wish we'd turn off a couple of these lights, because I don't know if we need all of them. 
<laughs> I just you love know? you like four beers in being like, here's my boy Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Bruce, tell us, how can we spruce up this place and make it more eco-friendly? Let's go. <laughs> uh, I refuse to give clicks to Bruce Bruce's website, but I did find that website. It's in okay. the email. Uh-huh. I am now on the website. It's called Lifetime of Happy. And uh, oh, I just he, don't uh, believe Bruce... a word of it. I just can't believe <laughs> no. this is all no. coming from a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know you can choose happy? This is the copy from the front of the you website. You can choose happy? You can choose happy. The choices we make throughout our lives play a big role in how happy we are over the course of our lifetime. Our professions, our relationships, and how we spend our free time have the ability to positively or negatively impact our day-to-day mood significantly. And the good news is those things are largely within our control. Hate your job even if you can't just get up and quit. You can start pursuing a profession that makes you happy. Oh no, <laughs> by soliciting podcasts with AI generated emails? Unhappy in your romantic partnership? You have options and there are professionals oh. available to help you and your partner figure out next oh, step. Oh, that was not where I was thinking that was going to go. Eric, I watched a cult documentary on this yesterday. This is so wild. So hey, Bruce Bruce, I don't think I want, see now that Bruce Bruce has given this idea, this is what I was worried about. It really like weddings and stuff when your mm. mom is like, hey, you got to invite your cousin Bruce Bruce. They'll definitely <laughs> say no, but they'll get you a present. And then of course, Bruce Bruce says yes and doesn't get you a present. And then like, you're like, for, shit. And then like, you got to figure out where to put <laughs> them. Does anyone have any objections? <clears throat> Sorry, uh, Bruce Bruce here. Uh, yes, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I've actually just pack tested these fairy lights and they are an F on the sustainability codex. So if there's any way we could bump these up to a B before we carry on, I think that would make everyone here feel more comfortable, okay? Way Marvelous. more comfortable. And I gotta say, I don't know what you guys make every year. This doesn't look sustainable. I don't know if you plan to do this again, but if you do this again, it should be less. And also the bridesmaids, this is not good for their mental health, okay? No, because it's two of them not. currently don't have partners and they seem to be one bokeh away from crying about it so we should be taking into consideration everyone and remember if you're unhappy in your romantic partnerships you have options i mean I guess <laughs> there are professionals available options. to help you and your partner figure things out that is this, this so... wedding is neither uncomplicated nor affordable and i hate it hi i'm bruce bruce let me write an article for your blog <laughs> this wedding yeah bruce bruce listen if bruce bruce if you're listening to this you're invited to one of my parties you can come to one of my parties and you can use yeah. that as a basis of which to to uh, write this article. And I'll convince these two to put it on the JTP website. <laughs> I just want to point out that the major image, I need to show this to you, the major image of this website is this, Jasper, I'm showing it to you right now, is this what coffee with a smiley fuck? face that looks haunted. What it looks is like that? the Babadook. What actually is the physical ob- like object that, that is I, there? It's a, I can it's see it's uh, from down. above for a top-down coffee cup with some uh, with some graphic design that makes it look like a horrible smiley. Here, That's I'll show it to you. Again. Horrific. Now, Eric, when you do the episode graphic for this, no, I'm gonna make the coffee in the middle. Yes, I am. Thank you. Yes, I That's am. I'm gonna so save this right now. Haunting. Yep. It is like the main thing. It's staring that, at that me. That coffee cup. Do you know that coffee cup is screaming? <laughs> Bruce Bruce. Like, <laughs> like that coffee cup is screaming. Bruce this Bruce website is you. neither affordable nor sustainable. <laughs> 
Well, I hope that uh, detour was worth breaking the format of uh, of the replay. Uh, also, sorry. Imagine picking. Imagine being a, a website that's supposed to uh, like be talking about sustainability and happiness, and yet you pick coffee, one of the fam- most famously unsustainable <laughs> of the current trades that we use, that yeah. currently has most people in a vice-like grip of, of addiction. Yeah, they can't break, and I'm including myself here. Like, no, us too. You know what I mean? Of all of the things, do you use a flower? You know what I mean? Like, use a daisy or some some shit. Anything. Like a sunrise. You can't, you can't yeah. use coffee. That's that seems like a stretch, honestly. You know what's sustainable happiness? A sunrise. <laughs> we'll see. It's gonna go out eventually, Amanda. So no! that, that's what Bruce Bruce would say. <laughs> shit. I need some valuable tips and strategies. <laughs> oh my <Tough>. god. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, you're crazy. No, but seriously, Bruce, Bruce, uh, we please come we have to one my of those wedding. little uh, letter boxes, those little like LED, got it at you know some some place for like ten bucks on clearance, uh, and we we did a little like welcome to Friendsgiving, you know, on the reusable letters uh, yeah. for our recent friends uh, Thanksgiving party, and it was adorable. So that's so my cute. that's my real suggestion for party decor. Nice, love that. Uh, real suggestion would be uh, have a. Uh, you did it. Have fan a bar, belt have a connecting two bicycles. Oh, uh, right. Yes, of course. Sorry, I did, I, did, I did suggest that, actually. No, yep. no, no. I was just going to say have a bar. I, like, put a table up and make a bar. <laughs> can, it's really cool. Can I give a real suggestion really quickly Always. before Please. we go to something else? Um, ball, which makes, like, the mason jars, they have, like, you know, you know, mason jar. I mean, yeah, it's no, American I was, sorry. You, it was, I was just re- responding to you going ball. Yes, ball the company's no name is Ball, which is crazy. Oh, yes, like right. the, like the Denver Nuggets. Their arena is called Ball Arena because it's <gasps> no, sponsored it's by. Not. No, it's not. Yes, it is by the mason jar no, company. It's yes, it not. is. Yes, it no. is. Why? Which is very funny. Why didn't we get married there? And if no one's graffitied an S on that, then like. <laughs> They need to get in the bin. <laughs> oh my god, it's really called Ball Arena. Ball is like one of the like homegrown American companies, though, Jasper. It's like these are the mason jar people. They've been doing it forever. Can I can I throw something out? Uh, which uh, the stadium near my house uh, recently got renamed after a local yes. trading firm, and it yes. is no word of a lie called the Tough Sheet Stadium. It's incredible. We it's passed incredible. by it. We thought it you passed really by funny. it. You saw it. Yeah. You saw the Tough Sheet Stadium. It was the like Bolton Community Stadium, and then it went to the Tough Sheet Stadium. Incredible. Hell yeah. How do I actually... Oh, aerospace? That can't be the same company, right? <laughs> no, it's ball like jars, ball mason jars. Uh, yeah, but as in, how, you, how do you spell ball differently to pertain to mason jars? No, it's you don't. Same. It's, it's the same. Spell yeah. the same. Okay, I'm just going to type in ball mason jars then, because there is also ball aerospace. <laughs> okay. These, are pretty, these actually look pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. These no, are pretty, they're pretty cool. No, they're nice. Pretty they're cool. good. They're good. Wait, I have something alarming to tell you guys. Okay. What? Ball Aerospace, same thing. Same company. Really? No! Same Weird. company. <laughs> what? They have a full aerospace wing, guys. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> they, Ball's they life. Are building... They're like, these cups work in space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully serious. They have a... <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and that's how we become sustainable is by going into space. Go to that's how you do it. Damn. I just love the fact that it's like the cup and then next to it, aerospace. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, sign me Are up, these y'all. Like, is this going to turn out to be the guys that spent all that money making a pen that would work in space for one dude to just come along and give him a pencil or whatever? You know what I mean? I hope not. Like, but I mean, Jasper's right that the navigation is literally packaging 
Aerospace, <laughs> the cup. The cup. <laughs> Sustainability. I scroll down to the bottom and here's like a little like summary of the company. Ball Corporation is a provider of metal packaging for beverages, foods, household products, and of aerospace and other technologies <laughs> to commercial and that government was, customers. That was, that was the best night's sleep that CEO has ever, ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Someone you know retired. I mean? Yeah. Like he woke up and went, oh, I want to go space. Let's just go <laughs> space, guys. You know? Like Fast and Furious after <laughs> nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a tab that says one <laughs> ball that goes to their annual report. And I think that's really funny. This <laughs> oh, is so one ball. Good. Oh, folks. Eric, one ball can go to space. One ball one ball can go to space and provide metal for that. Mm-hmm. Space uh, does have a strict one ball policy. Um, <laughs> geez, <laughs> wow. That, what a wild jump. I love that. Packaging. Thank you, Bruce. Space. Thank you, Bruce. That's why Elon Musk wants to go to space so bad, because oh. of the, the one ball policy. The one ball policy. Uh, I did want to give some re- quick recognition to a few people who followed up with us <gasps> to give us some, uh, say that some stuff that they did actually worked out. Yay! Yeah. I hope everything didn't go badly when we gave you advice. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I want to start with one that was particularly good. Uh, Jasper, remember the the person who wrote in about Kendama and like how they wanted to get Oh, their... they wanted to teach their friends, right? They wanted to teach their friends about yes. Kendama. Yeah. Well, uh, Jasper, turns out we're actually really, really helpful and good people. Yay! I, I doubt it, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, we were validating, respectful, and gave, a, gave them a few ideas on how to share their hobby without being overbearing. Pretty good. Pretty oh, good. Cute. Wow. But not honestly, not being overbearing on an advice podcast is like the gold standard, right? Yes. Like, really. That's like if we achieve nothing else other than just not being overbearing and slightly prickish, I'm fine with I'm fine if I am sometimes, by the way, because I think it's just hand in hand with having an advice podcast. So, you know. Yes. Yeah, the that uh, the Kendama person also said that they gifted they did take our advice about gifting Kendama to their friends. They got one for their roommate and their partner, their best friend. They got one for their best friend who lives very far away, but they still love it. Um and they brought one to a cast party and everyone thought that was neat. And it turns out that they are a Japanese teacher and have several Kendama in their classrooms and their students love uh, playing with them. They took the students to Osaka, which is where their sister school was which is wild and the host students in Japan realized Kendama was their thing and brought Kendama to the farewell party so that everyone could join uh, enjoy Kendama together oh my god oh that's my so god. awesome and lovely uh, it sounds like wow. you guys facilitated international student bonding look at th- wow incredible and wow that's really quite amazing. and here's the best part Jasper mm-hmm. they got us Kendama <laughs> they got us some Kendama incredible <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely incredible. It's coming in the multitude office, and then I'm going to send you yours. Yes! Yay! I can't wait. Hell yeah. I genuinely can't I'm wait. so excited. I'm we're so going to get so good at this, and then when I come <laughs> visit you guys in New York, we're going to be like, ah! Let's go! Kadama! Incredible. Um, there was one from a long time ago. This was uh, when Brandon and Julia from Join the Party were on. They uh, Someone wrote in about creating a murder mystery for their niece's 13th birthday party. Uh, that went really well. Okay. <laughs> um, originally, it was an Animal Crossing-themed birthday party. Uh, and there was the animal. It was going to be a murder set in Animal Crossing. But now it was a murder set in a cabin. And the only directions from the 13-year-old was, I want the body in the lake. 
<laughs> awesome. Okay. Incredible. Okay. Okay, so listen, I just think maybe, maybe we also just throw in a little bit of therapy for this 13-year-old at the same time as no, doing the, seems, the seems seems cool party, you know what I mean? Seems listen, cool and fine. Listen, Eric and I are aging into the uh, uh, cool aunt and uncle with no kids role in our friends' kids' lives. And so, I, if mm. anything, Eric, this is just practice. This is goal setting. Imagine if one of our friends' kids at 13 was like, yo, can you throw me a murder mystery party where the body has drowned? We'd be like, yes, yes, we this can. That sounds great. I love that. Meanwhile, the parents are slowly backing out of the room. <laughs> That's what being the aunt is for. You, exactly. you, you're complicit in their weird shit. We'll That's like, what don't it's worry, for. I have tarot cards and can go to you know buy you some birth control if uh, that's needed. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, best auntie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the uh, the murder auntie did a really good job of putting the characters together. Everyone Amazing. was based on internet aesthetics, so the kids got to dress up on the theme, which was very important. Cute. And they used very Canva cute. to make clues. Shout out to Canva. Uh, and here's a wonderful quote. They blind, they enjoyed blindly accusing each other and at one point broke off to do a TikTok dance and then accused the wrong person but had a good time. Hell hey. yeah, dude. That's what you need. Absolutely love it. Uh, and then I th- I think that this one was with Amanda. This was with uh, someone who was playing Dungeons and Dragons with their coworkers. Yes, and was worried about playing a female character uh, when they were male presenting. And it turns Ooh. out it wasn't a big deal because uh, everyone turned out to be chill. So it's hey, fine. Hey, yeah. best case scenario. Hell best yeah. case. Love that. I know we our advice was like maybe don't have this work party be like the first time you sort of like play a non-binary character. Uh, but I love I love the the best case scenario of everyone's chill and it's fun. It happened. Wonderful. That's amazing. Uh, all right, you guys want to answer some questions? Let's answer some questions. It's been a while. Yes, been a while. Let's go. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, this is an easy one. This is from Alex, who wants to be switched on uh, and not switched off. Hi. First, love the show, and I've been listening every week since the first episode and freaking adore it. Thanks, Alex. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Alex just bought a Switch and tears and got Tears of the Kingdom because we've been raving about it. But then Alex realized, I don't know any of the non-Zelda Switch games. I'm hoping for recommendations. I had played Breath of the Wild with on family member Switches and loved it, and have other also enjoyed other open world games like Assassin's Creed and Skyrim. The main issue is that I have a disability that affects my joints, so I struggle with fast-paced shooters that I can't button mash my way out of. Mm-hmm, Thank you mm-hmm. so much. So, Switch game recommendations, something less fast Switch. Uh, I'm gonna have to throw this over to you two, Nintendo nerds, because I f- don't. Pl- I've mostly only played Zelda on my Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought by this time you would have played something else. Honest, Eric, 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 I need you to understand. I need you to understand. I made a list. Of my, like, my wife was like, hey, hey, do you want to uh, add some, like, games to your, uh, you know, Christmas list? Because yeah. you're probably going to have a bit more time uh, when the baby comes, well, you know, because you're going to be taking some time off. Feedings. And we're just yeah, going to be yeah. in the house. So, you know. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, I don't know. I've played, like, a lot of games this year. And I added over 20 games <laughs> to... My Christmas list, because I realized that I basically have not bought a game that's not just like a brainless sports game that I can pick up mm-hmm. and play like one thing off and then leave. So sure. truly, I have played no games this year. It's been sad. Do you have any like arcade sports games or is it just like FIFA? It's pretty much just FIFA. Yeah. Yeah. I like the that's I okay. like the graphics. I like the the, the <laughs> graphics to make me feel like I'm back out on the grass. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, genuinely, I just haven't. I literally, I honestly haven't. But the part of the problem is, is that I am slightly addicted to um, like sim games on my laptop as well. So I'll pack my yeah. Switch with me to like go somewhere, but then I'll sit there and be like, I could play a Switch game. Or I could play Civ Six again. <laughs> Honestly, I, I want to recommend Civilization Six. It is good on the Switch. It, is you it? Might think... Oh, sick! That would be my recommendation. I'm hundred percent. If it's good on the Switch, I'm that. I'm recommending because I love Civ. It is. It, it's a little mwah. fiddly as things that should be mouse are, but like if you want to just lose a bunch of hours and you get used to it eventually, Civilization oh. Six. And it's always like if you buy it at the right time, it's like six dollars. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it really is like fun to sink your time into because it's like, cool, you got good at like science victory because everyone starts off with science victory. And you got good at science victory, cool. Now you go to culture, then you go to domination. And it's like, and honing your craft across the different victories is a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Fully, I'll, I'll go for Civ. I didn't realize that was on Switch. That's honestly worrying because then I could theoretically <laughs> do work at the same time as playing Civilization VI on my Switch whilst on the train. Whoa. Ooh. Do it, so do it, do it. So Switch on the train is, is the best. True. Uh, for kind of shorter um, open world-ish games that I have really enjoyed, similar limitations, not super dexterous with my dominant hand um, when uh, when playing. So I usually use like easy mode, low combat, um, or like slower dexterity type things. Uh, I highly, highly enjoy uh, Cult of the Lamb, Dredge, and Spiritfarer. Those would be the three that I most recommend that are excellent on Switch, uh, sh show up really nicely even on a Switch Lite, and involve some element of like open map or open world exploration, uh, as well as the kind of like resource management uh elements that i personally really enjoy nice i'm gonna have to check some of those out thanks for the suggestions <laughs> uh god i wish i had my switch out here uh listen here's the thing folks if you have a switch buy the nintendo games <laughs> just buy them nintendo oh. likes to give you games that are have the nintendo characters in them and it's they're actually quite lovely if you're kind of if you're interested in buying some older games like uh you can get like Switch Nintendo Switch Online, and they give you these emulators for free. So if you want to play N64 games, this is right on there, mm. and it's not that bad. Like, man, it's so great playing Star Fox 64 or, like, Mario yeah. Tennis the 64, whatever you want. I mean, want. You, there's no way we can go through without recommending a Pokemon as well. Like, I mean, if you want low dexterous, just, like, fun times. Like, I mean, I loved I loved Sword and Shield. I had a great time with those. I, I haven't too, played uh, yeah. any new ones, but, like, Sword and Shield were, like, such no, a fun, easy Scarlet game. and Violet was such garbage like don't buy it it's i would not okay. even that's it. good yeah that's good to know and and yeah arceus was kind of their answer to an open world rpg but if you've played any rpgs you will find it absolutely trash so sword and shield for sure <laughs> sure 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 it is quite a, it is kind of interesting when you go into like when like someone tries to it's like the first time assassin's creed tried to do an rpg and i was like mm, this is this is giving me very like early 2000s with the like level of options you're giving me you're gonna need to work exactly. a lot harder to get to the standard of an rpg that we all expect you know yeah uh they kind of got there in the end and then they decided to go backwards again with the latest one and be like nah we're not doing that anymore 100 <laughs> percent um i would also i gotta recommend mario kart 8 like just buy it and play it it's fun uh if you're getting that online thing you get the free the whole new pack of 
tracks for free and all the new tracks are and all the new characters are out now so might as well just do it um yeah. i also got to recommend super mario wonder which is the new 2d mario that came out um and kirby the forgotten land is the new kirby game that came out that Ooh. kind of people kind of forgot about after they got over the fact that kirby swallowed a car and then you became a and then you became a big car i think it was fun uh yeah that really happened jasper it really happened it was crazy um so and it's it's actually on sale and nintendo games never go on sale it's on sale for $42 right now and that's actually pretty good. For, oh and Eric, uh, what's the what's the Yoshi yarn one that I like? Yoshi uh, Yoshi Woolly World? Craft World? Yeah, Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. yeah that, that was really cool. Crafted is, World. Uh, a very sweet and forgiving platformer. Uh so if you want just something to play in like, you know, 10 or 20 minute bursts, again, not not quite on uh on message for this question, but I really like it as something that helps me feel like I'm, you know, doing the things that I watch like, you know, Mario speedrunners do on YouTube uh with they literally have like an accessibility feature called like forgiveness where uh you can sort of like get back up on a platform after falling essentially indefinitely. So it makes it really fun. Whoa, that's really cool. It's given me a very, what was it called? Little Big Planet, I think yeah. is the name of it on PlayStation. God, I loved Little Big Planet like so much. That was like one of the first like like physics and quotation marks, mm. like mechanic based game that I'd like ever really played where you could just like endlessly create something. Like, I don't know if it came before Minecraft. I feel like it must have done because like Little Big Planet came out like it was like a launch type for like the PS3. Like, oh yeah, the Sack Sack Boy ago. was huge. That's what I mean. It was a while ago. I really feel like there's another world where Little Big Planet is what Minecraft is, but it's just like they just made it to like cutesy and gave Stephen Fry like Stephen Fry did the voiceover. Whereas if they oh, just sure. added some like exploding zombies in there, I honestly <laughs> think it would be as big because it was like such a good game and like it looked freaking gorgeous as well like it was such a cute game i love little guy platformer with cool texture is always gonna oh, do numbers big fans mm-hmm. big, big fan especially if i can glue things to other things oh mm-hmm. yes let's go <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah um yeah there's so much on the switch uh, you just just dive in i'm glad that you're enjoying it as we've talked about with the steam deck when we talked about the steam deck uh, on a previous episode the switch literally makes me feel like an adult who's allowed to enjoy video games so just like have at it throw some money at it it's, it's hey it's eric and i got you a coffee medium cold brew almond milk caramel swirl just like you like it? Yeah. No, you don't owe me anything. It's fine. Just get the next one. Ah, uh, thank you so much to everyone who supports the show over at patreon.com slash games and feelings. Uh, it's really fun to make the show. You're all great. And shout out particularly to producer level patrons, Polly Burge, Kelsey Duffy, and Peyton, who are always around for weekly game night, but are also equally relieved if we take a week off because we're so tired. It is a wonderful day to try another show from the Multitude Podcast Collective, like Pale Blue Pod, which is our space podcast. With Dr. Moya McTeer and Corinne Caputo, they demystify space one topic at a time with open eyes, open arms, and open mouths because they're laughing so much all the time. At the end of every episode, the cosmos will feel a little less ah too scary and a lot more, ooh, so cool. New episodes every single Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. We are sponsored this week by Ravensburger Jigsaw Puzzles. Did you know that Ravensburger produces more than just the classic jigsaw puzzles and board games that we know oh so well? I know I didn't. Introducing Creart by Ravensburger, the ultimate painting by number experience. You'll find everything you need to start your artistic journey today with these carefully curated painting by number kits. 
Whether you're a seasoned artist seeking a new challenge or a beginner eager to explore the world of painting, Ravensburger's kits cater to all skill levels and ages. Embrace the therapeutic benefits of a painting by number as you melt away the stress of daily life and find solace in the act of creation without facing the pressure of the blank page. Easily explore Ravensburger's wide selection of enchanting designs on Amazon, ranging from majestic landscapes to adorable animals and everywhere in between. This will be the perfect Christmas present or Hanukkah present for the person in your life. Let your imagination run wild and embrace the joy of painting today with Creart by Ravensburger. Shop Creart on Amazon right now. And now, back to the show. Here's an interesting question that came in really recently, and I, I want to wrestle with the initial premise, but I think this kind of exists a little bit larger. Uh, this is from Astara No. I am a DM that runs a lot of learn-to-play sessions at my local library and conventions for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Recently, I've seen more people interested in learning how to play based on this new video game, Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know anything about it. We do. Jasper uh, saw the, the <laughs> I, guy. I know a single yeah. two. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a game that takes the mechanics of D&D &D and mixes it with branching paths like Mass Effect or Dragon's Age. It mm -hmm. sounds like fun, but games with branching paths give me anxiety. How do I tell new people that while I like D&D, &D, this game that is based off of that tabletop RPG is not, in fact, my cup of tea? Good question. Mm. This one's particularly interesting because I, I always forget how many people are coming in from Baldur's Gate 3. And it's like hard to tell someone who's so excited about something like, actually, I think that the thing you like is bad, Um, but I'm so happy that you're like into it. Just, just Sure. And I, I, I do like Baldur's Gate 3, but I definitely can see how, especially with Baldur's Gate 3, how the branching paths might be anxiety inducing because like there is truly so much that you can do like and so many like sizable differences that you can make to the game depending on like what you choose to do like even within like the first like hour you know which like for most rpgs like if we're being honest most rpgs the story is going to be basically the same up until like the final like chapter you know what i mean like the final like two hours of gameplay if it's like a bestseller game or you know what i mean like if it's like skyrim or fallout or whatever it's like yeah it's open world and all that kind of thing but it's not necessarily going to change that much whereas with this is like it can change a lot so i can understand why that's pretty anxiety inducing uh i i just want to be on your side first of all uh question asker i don't want to play Baldur's gate 3 at all i would much rather play dungeons and dragons and not be locked into the world that Baldur's gate 3 is in so i also have my own reasons of why i like one thing so i'm with you you are not you are not hmm. totally out of left field people can oh, no, you no, can no, certainly no. like D, &D and not like Baldur's gate mm -hmm. and i want to as well point out that like i would find it infinitely more interesting if it wasn't in set in Baldur's gate like as agreed a, like, 100%, worlds, 100%. all of that kind of stuff do you know what i mean like there was, there was like a bit where i accidentally got teleported to a dinosaur island and i was like please let me let the game be here <laughs> this is way more interesting than Baldur's gate what, how, how can i spend all of my time here this is crazy I, I thought this was the highest of high fantasy why the fuck is there a dinosaur island here this doesn't make any sense so good it was a different plane of existence it was a different plane of existence but i was like let me explore the different planes of existence god. this this uh, oh my god the forgotten realms are so stupid but please continue, <laughs> please. um but no i uh i i i can also agree why it might feel strange going into a game based on D&D &D where it is still limited despite the kind of overwhelming amount of choice. 
uh, in terms of the way you interact with the story. I think for me, it's just like, I think I just view it as a very, very different experience, right? Mm -hmm, Like Baldur's Gate, I find to be a very like, almost like therapeutically, I don't have to think or use my imagination because it's all Mm -hmm. kind of just like on the screen. Do you know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. not any kind of level of hard work for me, which like normally playing D&D is. As I mentioned in before in my resolution for next year, I don't (laughs) play D&D for fun anymore. I only ever do it like if like it's a job do you know what I mean i don't have the like relaxing D experience anymore where i'm just like there having fun with my friends so borders gate is kind of like the closest thing that i get to that experience sure at the moment um but i can absolutely understand why it's a poor facsimile for that so i'm also with the question asker i think here that's kind of interesting because i think that that ties into what advice i would give is like hey people come as you as the person receiving these newbies you can be like hey you might think that Baldur's Gate is really cool, but what if there were no elves turning humans into slaves and you could do whatever literally you wanted? Yeah. Like that, you really, you have set yourself up as being the person to bring them to the next level, which is getting involved in tabletop RPGs. And yes. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder if the question asker is feeling sort of internal pressure to participate in the sort of like latest zeitgeist D&D thing, uh, which I know, mm. Eric, like you've grappled with and spoken about true, a little bit true, here true, on Keeps and Feelings. Um, mm. But I totally agree with you, like as a sort of representative of, you know, TTRPGs and D&D 5e specifically, you can be like, I'm so glad this inspired you. Come see the whole wide world. You see what this looks like in like a high fantasy setting by the publishers. Come see what you can do as well. Like it's Baldur's an invitation. Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 is the shadows on the wall. <laughs> yes. Come see the true forms yeah. in, in the cave. Yeah. Um, and Truly. You know, there are like, I wonder if people are pressuring you into playing it or if this is just a thing that you realize you have to kind of respond to, like you were saying earlier, Eric, without being like, uh, not for me, but like you just say, like, incredible. Let me show you the whole wide world. Yeah, I agree. And also, I I kind of feel like sometimes as well, when there is these zeitgeisty things that we can very much fall into a trap of feeling like, uh, oh, everyone feels this way or everyone, you know, it kind of goes back to that conversation we're having about the Matt Mercer effect the other week, Eric, where it's like, you know, the, the kind of the consensus among everyone is that the Matt Mercer effect plagues everyone, but actually like 99% of D&D games run perfectly fine before Matt Mercer and perfectly fine afterwards. And like, I do wonder whether part of it as well as like, it's just about expectation setting of like, if you get new people into the game who have found it via Baldur's Gate, then you can just say, hey, that was like a real fun, like training wheels for you, mm-hmm. you know, because like you kind of know what certain spells do and you understand how certain mechanics work. Cause like the one thing that it is really useful for is like generally understanding mechanics and things like that. But then just being like, but this is a very different experience. These are the reasons why it's different, etc. And actually I don't think that people would be like disappointed or you know what I mean because I think they are just like very very different experiences and I think for Mm -hmm. some people it might be that they prefer Baldur's Gate you know someone like my wife who is like finds it less enjoyable having to rely on imagination you know wants it to be more like in front of them yes or if it's people like us who are like no I'd much rather be in my own head because whatever I'm thinking is way cooler than whatever like they're (laughs) gonna put on screen um (laughs) which let's be honest like that's the whole reason that like a lot of people have a problem with Baldur's Gate I'm like yeah it's cool but like I could definitely imagine it cooler you know yeah I, I whenever I see like a tweet about like oh man this wild thing happened in Baldur's Gate I'm like yeah yeah but I made just made like Arnold Schwarzenegger just like showed up in my mind palace. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're never <laughs> like, I don't this. need that. 
Yeah. But I also think that that's like, you know, full disclosure or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, conflicts of interest here. Like I got a chance to like talk to the Baldur's Gate 3 devs uh, when I went over to, to Belgium. So I definitely have some some like personal connection or whatever to the game. Oh, yeah. But like I, even from talking to them, I kind of got the impression that they had they like seen the way that D&D would develop they probably would have picked a different setting or it, it, do you know what I mean? But it's like, it was also yeah. like, yeah. the game was Baldur's Gate 3 and also they started work on this six years ago. It was kind of like so set in stone by the time we got here. Do you know what I mean? That like, I think yeah, they probably Baldur's Gate, we talked about this before, but like Baldur's Gate is like a pillar of this particular yeah. type of RPG series. Yeah. Like it is very important even before 5th edition. Actually, it was even more important when 3.5 and 4 was out because that's mm. more closer to the type of combat that it was talking about. So I actually yeah. find that quite interesting. Yeah, shout out to Larian. Larian is fucking awesome. Like that video game company is awesome. Well, that's the thing. That's what, like, what I would say to both the question asker and to you, Eric, who are like potentially not big fans of, uh, of Baldur's Gate 3. What I will say is it's made me very excited about what next game they bring out that oh, isn't in the like forgotten realm. Because I feel like they could make a truly, like this, if this wasn't Baldur's Gate, if this was just a fantasy game like Skyrim, this mm. would easily for me be in the canon of one of the best like, just best RPGs purely just for the amount of choice and variety and things that you can do. And do you know what I mean? Like it's yes. definitely a new standard, even if it's just from like a gameplay standpoint. I'm stoked to see what they do next. But I think it doesn't help that, like you said, for some people, it's so heavily tied to a game, which is like, you know, has a lot going on, to put it nicely. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so yeah, live your live your life. Be the be the shepherd that brings it over, and it's okay that you don't like it. Does anyone here like a something in a genre they would be expected to like, and then don't? Uh, there's Ooh. a lot of very specific like uh, sub genres of romance novels that I just like have no plans to engage with. But sure. you know, when you when you read you know recommendations or you know get people like an author that you really love there are just like whole swaths of their bibliography that i'm like nope not gonna touch it and that's totally fine i don't have to be into paranormal or like sci-fi romance in order to you know enjoy other uh settings mm. of books almost um and they're also like contemporary books that read like a rom-com that i'm like meh could could take or leave so yeah. that feels polarizing but i think in reading at least unlike in in games it it feels very acceptable to have like genres you're super into and genres you're not uh and the, it's tough when there are kind of mixings of like genres and play styles and like kinds of games uh, where mm -hmm. it's like I love D&D, but I've never touched, you know, an RPG before uh, or a choose your own adventure style of game. I would feel a lot of pressure too to sort of like keep up with the new hotness, even yeah. though it's not my bank. You would really like Mass Effect, like especially if you turn down the, the difficulty. You'd really like it. Mm. All right. I'll mm. put that on my list. I love me some Mass Effect. I, I yeah. There's definitely some examples of like... I mean, this is like a completely random, like left of field one, but I like, I like hated the movie Phantom Thread with Daniel Day Lewis. We, I was oh, like, we also hated Phantom so, Thread. Yes. So utterly disappointed that that was like his last movie or whatever. I was like, really? And then this everybody is like, oh, yes, delicious. So good. Thing. It, it was no, it was the most boring movie I've ever watched. Nothing Creepy? happened. Yeah. Weird. And it was like, People just liked it because Daniel Day Lewis did Daniel Day Lewis. That's I'm a hundred percent convinced it's the only reason that people like that movie. I oh my hate god! Thank it. God! 
uh, Eric and I have never talked to anyone else who thinks But that. I should have. But what I'm saying is I should have in the sense that like contemplative, moody, kind of like art housey films with like a massive A-list star. Like that is like so my bag, like The Whale or whatever. It's like, right. yes, mm. give me like A-list star just, and just stick the camera on them. No dialogue. And just like, <laughs> let me no just score. live in their emotions. You know what I mean? Like that's a hundred percent my bag. And then I watched Phantom Thread and was just like, this sucks. <laughs> Why does this, this is just, this is just a boring movie about dresses. Um, and I even know Leslie Manville and I couldn't even get behind that movie. Like, and I was like, man, this still sucks. And I would tell it to her face. I would, That's fine. but I would. No, you could, you could. That's just because um, I'm a good friend. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to tell you if your work's bad. There is a wild thing. There's a part where like Daniel Day-Lewis's character has like a dream about his mother. And like, for some reason you could see like the tops of her nipples in the, in the, in the dress. And I'm like, why is this in here? What truly, why is this what in do you here? Mean? It's so what weird. Do you mean, what do you mean for some reason, Eric? Just think about it for just for a second. What do you think no, the filmmaker is trying to say? Cause like... that sort of shit doesn't happen by accident, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah. so just the, tonally unexpected. It was just like really weird. Like that, the tone was just odd. That Eric and I both kind of like nervously laughed in the theater. No one else laughed the entire no. time. Instead of like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you being goofy, P.T. Anderson? Why know, you don't be goofy? Yeah, um, yeah. I think I've talked about this before, mm. but but I just like I have no interest in ever, 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 ever playing The Last of Us. <gasps> I have no interest. How zero? Hey, you. Yeah, like fine. you know why yeah. people love it, Fair. but it's just not. A I thing think you're into. I think it's also this is also part of the P the PlayStation problem, Jasper. Like, remember, mm -hmm. I didn't have that, so I couldn't play it when it came sure. out. So I got like yeah. years of discourse piled mm. onto me. Then yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. and then it's also like, hey, by the way, there's a jump scare every five minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely out. You're making sure. me like, and again, like it's the ham fisted video game thing where it's like, here's the theme punching you in the face here's the theme here's the theme war is bad violence is bad punch punch and then it's also like well neil Druckmann, you have bad israeli politics so also what what you're saying is also very badly reflected in 2023 here so at this point i have literally no yeah, interest yeah, 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 yeah. in playing playing it even if i could have jumped on if i had just gotten a playstation like a few years early yeah i do think i do think that like the like timing and the way that you interact with certain things is like just as important as the actual thing itself mm -hmm. um like the, it's so easy to get like clouded one way or another way about a movie or a game in terms of like how good it genuinely is or how you what your honest reaction to it is like it's so funny hearing you say that about the last of us because i remember never ever thinking twice about the themes of the of the of the game because mm -hmm. right. having played it i was just absorbed in what was really good storytelling gr and incredible performances there wasn't a part of me do you know what i mean like and and that for me felt like very nuanced but you then take it into the online discourse and all it is is like did you actually know that ellie had a cut under her left eye which is a <laughs> metaphor for this and i'm like oh i don't right. give a sh do you know what I mean? like on like a filmmaker level when i'm making exactly. something yes i care about that stuff but as a consumer, like I just want to be in the moment and notice the things that I notice. And I think mm -hmm. that like I can absolutely understand why it would be maddening to come to that game after the fact. Do yes. you know what I mean? Because like there was truly so much discourse about it. And it was all kind of just unhelpful. You know what I mean? It was just all like so many of the like really good moments of that game were just completely lost because it would be like you know, telling you it actually was a metaphor for this or it was, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. 
sure, whatever. It, it has it's the like, feeling. And actually, yes. I, sorry, I have a really good yeah, example please. of this, which is uh, I wa- Jade makes made me watch Lost uh, yeah. during lockdown, mm-hmm. which yeah. she kind of told me, as did other people I knew. Don't expect stuff to get wrapped up because it doesn't. <laughs> just go with it. Important, important. And I yeah. can't express to you, dude. It's one of the best damn TV shows I've ever watched in my life. I loved mm-hmm. it, start yeah. to finish. The ending was perfect because I was because ex- I was ready. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yes. I was. It, it's, it, the way you consume it is huge. But had I been there at the time watching it week in week out, whoo! That last season would have been some BS. I'd have been like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you did that, right? I did, yeah. I was a senior in high school the year it finished, and my dad and my sibling and I were like, I'm sorry, what? There is, checks watch how many episodes left? And like, there is still fundamental things that we simply don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus also, I mean, I will admit, even watching it in that instance, the, the plot lines for the last season where one of the characters is technically dead but not dead and it's kind of mm-hmm, another person mm-hmm. was awful. But yeah. outside of that, it's a unbelievable tv show in my opinion but again it's really important you come into it with the right expectations because like yeah otherwise you're just gonna be sitting there thinking about a bear for far too long context matters and you're never going to have an objective uh you know correct response or reception to something that has an artistic or creative you know element so yeah take it with as you will and move on from there you know Mm -hmm. yeah and i went into paul thomas anderson and daniel lewis teaming up way too excited (laughs) I yeah. should have been. Yeah. I should have gone in there bored. So can I recommend? See- can I recommend watching Ford versus Ferrari just to kind of like clean the palate? <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried. Is this the one with uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't actually fi- like fully watched. It. I think I've watched like half an hour of this movie. It's good. Uh, it's such a dad movie. It's really down the middle. It's like history. You get a lot of like the Ferraris and Italians in there, and like Christian mm-hmm. Bale and Matt Damon just ripping it up. It's great. I'm fully transitioning into dad stuff. Like the yeah. I there watch I like literally just watch suits all day every day now whilst I'm working. <laughs> and it's for no Baby. reason other than Baby. just like just Go switch off my brain whilst Go I'm doing smooth. emails. It's so Well that's because you're an anti-monarchist. Good. That's why <laughs> you're yeah. against the monarchy. Absolutely. Absolutely. The suits swell on Netflix is actually a grassroots yes. uh, organization by, by people in the UK <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to say me. that it, they're in our anti- market. Specifically, I'm the you. one that's reviving suits on Netflix. Do you know what the actually sorry, last little tangent. Yeah. The funniest reason is that I actually got into suits in the first place. Do you want to know how I got into suits in the first place? Please. How? Because I had every intention of watching Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not a lie. This is not a lie. I genuinely thought it was Mad Men. I thought it was the same show. And I kept... I. It took me two seasons to realize that John Hamm wasn't going to turn up. <laughs> two seasons? I got through two seasons and was like, this is not what I thought the show I thought it was going to be. Because everyone had been recommending Mad Men, but I couldn't remember it. And then it suits popped up on my Netflix and I was like, oh, that's this the show. This that's the one <laughs> I watched two seasons and I'm still watching I'm like season six now <laughs> but the whole time in season one or two I was like when does John Hamm turn up <laughs> okay here are some important things to know Jasper for when wait, you do watch Mad Men wait a second we need to linger on this a little longer hold I was on. gonna say it is Suits is contemporary Suits is the AI generated <laughs> name of Mad Men <laughs> no one smokes cigarettes 
And you know what? fingers yeah. are a little weird. There's, there's like, and there's no good forks. There's fraud in there both. Actually, in, the, but... in the most recent season, the main character's hair has changed, and it does yes. look like AI. Like it looks so oh, no. weird. It's like he clearly just made a choice, and the makeup people are like, okay, uh, it just looks bad. Like the whole season, and I'm really hoping it changes again in the next season because I can't oh, actually. Tough. I don't like looking at him. It looks strange. Tough. Uh, but yeah, I just fully thought it was Mad Men, and I, so I suck with it. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> All right, I have a different question about a uh, community with people that you uh, make on the internet. How do you think about that? What do you Ooh, like about that? I'm a big fan. Big yeah. fan. I was not convinced Jasper was a real person for a little while there, so That's true. Uh, I, I, I have that feeling. Imagine, Eric, if when we went to Jasper's house and we were sort of like strung out and um, and jet lagged, he was like, don't worry, guys, I've been meaning to start Mad Men. Would you watch it with me? And we said, yes. <laughs> And then Jasper put on episode one of Suits. <laughs> but then also refused to let you talk. Because I was like, oh, sorry, yes. guys. I, just, I really wananted to focus. I really wanted to focus. I really want to be focused. The art. The story. Where the main guy it's gets... It's like Meghan Markle's right there. <laughs> like, yeah, John Hamm's going to be in this. John Hamm's going to be in this. Hold on, wait. Just, he's going to turn up. He's going to turn up in a minute. He's going to be there in a minute. I can't... I honestly... I promise you I'm not exaggerating and or lying. It was the end of season two where I was like, I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to Google John Hamm suits. John Hamm's not GQ in suits. Articles. In a... Wait, hold on. Wait, I was going to watch Mad Men. How did I forget the name? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, this is from Salad. Hey there. Hey there, guys. I play Destiny 2, and I'm in a small clan that used to be really active. I feel that the clan is dying out, despite mine and a couple others' efforts to, of pulling in some new lights into our ranks. Destiny 2 mm. is kind of like a... It's like a combination of a shooter and MMO. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. very sort of. Like, I would say. I would say it's exactly those two things that you just said. It's explicitly <laughs> that. That's what it was made for. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. Got it. Um, I love my clanmates so much. Uh, one of them helped me get through some really tough stuff. These are my best friends who I spend days with during lockdown. My conundrum mm. is that I desire a more active clan to play some endgame content with. I don't want to mm. leave my clan, but the activity level is just not there right now. Any advice on how I might proceed? Is it possible to do a merger or acquisition uh, with your clan? Is it possible for your clan to join another, to acquire uh, a pre-existing clan in a similar situation, or get acquired? That would be my my business suggestion. I don't know. I, I I'm not that. There's I'm not these that guys who wear suits a lot. They're lawyers. They could probably yes. help you with a merger or an acquisition. That's uh, true. So they do this quite a lot on a show called Suits. Uh, but Jasper, there <laughs> is this provision called Sarbanes Oxley, uh, which was rendered moot in a decision post 2004. That's Stop. a joke for Suits fans. Nice. Very yeah. good. Very good. Thank you. I love that. I love that. I think that the only way to make this happen is that you got to hope that the bonds of your friendship will transcend Destiny 2. And I feel Ooh. like a lot of people have dealt with this, especially people who have played MMOs that have shut down. Yes. Like, mm. I know plenty, I'm sure that plenty of people made very close friends on the Matrix Online, and then when it shut down after a little while, they had to figure it out Eric, from there. Eric, you can say it. You can say Toontown. I you also can say Amanda <laughs> in 2004. You can say Toontown. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it has never been easier to just make a Discord and have people join it, and then you can just, yeah. like, do whatever. Unfortunately, I think you really do need to take it off of Destiny, especially with how weird the end game content is on Destiny, from my understanding, and how you really need to be high level and you really, really need a clan. Um, mm. I think that you should just propose this and be like, I love all of you so much. Let's stay in touch. But, like, 
destiny is not allowing us. Our destiny is tied up with the fact that destiny requires everyone to be really active playing and grinding and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I think that, like, I wouldn't be afraid then as well, because if you can get them onto, like, another game or whatever, that also might spark up some renewed, you know, uh, engagement. Like, people might be like, oh, yeah, if we're not going to play destiny, like, I might, you know, come back onto something, because... You know, you can get kind of burnt out with these. I get burnt out with these quite a lot where I'm like, eh, like, I, you know, I famously don't finish a lot of games. Um, mm. And I, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like it's, you know, I play games for the enjoyment of like, you know, all of the the mechanics and the things that I see and people that like the characters I get to interact with or whatever. And I don't necessarily do it for like just the raw kind of like completionist feeling. Um True. And it might be the same for some of your friends, and maybe th- maybe you feel differently. So I would, in which case, then I would say, if you can get them on something else, then I don't think you have to feel bad about them potentially leaving your clan and like you know finding a new clan to help you get through that end game content. Uh, just because you know, hey, look, if you are one of, like someone who likes to complete things, I would absolutely advise you go and enjoy getting through that end game content with another clan. Because uh, you know, like uh, you want to find out what happens at the end of the story. I get that. Or alternative find a new game and then watch someone play through it on youtube <laughs> that's True. usually what i do with the games that i know i don't have time to figure out like arc arc i was like oh, i wonder what actually happens when you do cool stuff in arc because i'm never <laughs> gonna get that <laughs> like ever because every time i play arc it's like six months after i previously played it and i've forgotten how to do it so i have to start from the beginning yeah uh, with like wood and like thatch and i'm like great cool never gonna get to a point where i have guns unless i use cheats um, mm. which I just started doing, honestly, because I was like, I'm just, I'm bored of starting back at the beginning and I can't remember how resource management works. So I'm just going to give myself loads of resources. Um, so yeah, that would be my, that would be my advice. Hey man, cheating is great, except for when you time travel in Animal Crossing. Any other cheating is yes. fine, but it, it time, you can Animal Crossing time, you time travel is the only cheating I don't like in video games. Yeah. It's, it's no, like it's, it grows your vegetables really quickly, so you can get loads yeah, of money Yeah, you can or like cycle through many days and weeks at a time. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's rude. It's rude. Uh, but wow. no, I, I totally agree with both of you. There's nothing wrong with finding a new way to complete the, uh, you know, the stuff that you need other people to help you with uh, by doing the end game with a new clan. Uh, but I really love Eric's idea of being like, hey, I, you know, care about you guys. Here's the space where we're going to hang out. And, you know, I'll be playing Goose Goose Duck every, you know, Sunday at five. Or I, you know, let's do like Ooh. a Jackbox with you guys or, you know, just be on voice as we, you know, do whatever um and figure out new modes of playing together because somebody has to or else the one you have is going to keep you know atrophying yeah uh alternative suggestion if you can play destiny via lan link up then i would suggest you all pitch in you get a cabin with Mm -hmm. good internet on it and Mm. then you get like five playstation fives and you all (laughs) sit in different rooms via lan link up and you play you just get everyone in one place and you just play the shit out of it until you complete the game once again this feels more like a tiktok series than it is an actual (laughs) suggestion yeah but eric don't tell me that you wouldn't have a great time if me and you hold up in a cabin to just expressly steamroller our way through destiny 2 whilst making tiktok (laughs) we would have a great time we'd have a great this is, like time, the worst, this is like the worst devil's bargain is like <laughs> i will we will get a cabin and land link up but, but it will be destiny too. 
Sorry, it's a content cabin. Sorry, sorry. Oh, it's, it's a content cabin. Yuck, yuck. I hate content cabin. I hate. Oh, my brain just flashed to a business plan where I'm like a landlord, but I do short term rentals of a content cabin <gasps> with like good lighting and, oh, oh, and internet. Oh, 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 Someone uh, get me a good contract lawyer stat. Where's Harvey Specter? <laughs> no, we're not doing uh, more suits. No. You need the best. You need the best. Eric, these jokes have been percolating inside me for 12 years. I hate oh Look, God. suits is the best. Jasper, why? Jasper, I wish you had watched Mad Men. This is terrible. <laughs> nope. Suits is great. I honestly, don't, I honestly don't even think I can watch Mad Men after this because I've Sorry, had a lot can't. of dudes in suits. And Jasper, I don't think I'm ready to replace my boys. different experiences emotionally. They I, do, could I not just be more love, different. I love that yeah, you yeah, 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 no? <laughs> You'd be so, you'd be like, why is everyone so bummed out? <laughs> Suits has so many problems as well. Like, it's, I know. Like, there's so much of them. It's like, oh boy, this not is good. not it's aged not well. Good. Okay, no. fine. But I'm still going to watch it because I need mm-hmm. to know how we expect is currently having panic attacks. And it is like, whoa. I'm going to tell you, that happens in Mad Men with much more dire consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's died yet in, uh... no, actually, one of the assistants died. Uh, but off screen, very, very sad. Sorry, we're transitioning um, to a Suits rewatch podcast. Eric, Suits and Feelings. Suits and Feelings. Let's go, Eric. Please, I promise you, I'll do it. I promise you, I'll, no, do it. I'll record four no, times a week. We're not doing I'll record four it. times no. a week. Please, I actually genuinely think Suits. Now I think about it, Suits might actually be a superhero movie. <laughs> because no bear with me bear with me so you have harvey specter who has like this unrelenting charisma in which he basically is a bard who can convince anyone of anything and yeah. all he has to do is slap a folder down on a table because you know if he slaps a folder down on the table you're done you're cooked <laughs> then you've got mike ross who literally anything he reads he remembers donna yep. can read people's minds mm-hmm. like uh, uh, uh jessica Rachel? pearson can intimidate Paperwork? anyone yeah. It's like everyone's got superpowers. I'm telling you, it's like a fully a superpower that show. Jasper, and then there's Lewis Litt who likes to mud. Uh and- there is there is a well-established subgenre of suits fan fiction that is a Marvel Cinematic Universe yes! crossover. Yes! Uh where Harvey yes, is a lawyer for yes. Avengers such as yes. Tony Stark. <laughs> yes. Eric, scrap, we're doing we're not doing this anymore. Suits and feelings, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Guys, I think Woo! I want to end the show. <laughs> No, too soon. <laughs> oh, Jasper's fallen. Jasper fell down. Jasper's fallen Jasper and fell he can't down. get up. <laughs> Jasper fell down because <laughs> he's laughing too much. I will say that's a benefit to stand-up podcasting that we you should oh, consider. No, I can't fall. I can't do body pratfalls. Pratt falls, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was fun. That was fun. Anyway, honestly, this this was a really good embodiment of uh, this show. I think is that we answered questions. We definitely went on tangents. We did try to pitch both gamer cabins and a suits podcast. Yes, and instead we are now here. Oh please, um, please, can we start a suits podcast, Eric? I'm being so serious. Please. No, I've I've sunk so much time into suits. I have to do something with it. Okay, to. how about this? How about this, uh, Jasper? After your uh, Upcoming baby uh, mm-hmm, has been birthed, mm-hmm. and yep. your parental leave is done, and mm-hmm. you achieve your goal. I'm, I'm going to be an accountability partner for you here. After you achieve Thank your you. goal of playing a session of D&D off microphone, off camera. Entirely for fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will reward you 
with the <gasps> first episode and only episode of a Jasper and Amanda Suits rewatch podcast. We will record yes. it. We will put it out on the multi-crew feed for multi-crew members <laughs> uh, here at Multitude. Mm, yeah. uh, we will set a hard limit of, I'm going to say two hours of recording. I think we'll Why hit it. Why don't you just do your, you just do the Marvel, just do Marvel uh, Suits. Suits is a superhero movie and then just do the Marvel crossover. And just discuss that. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. give me plenty that of time to be... finish watching it as well because I'm only exactly. on season like five or six at the moment so yeah and there's nine a segment and uh that's something to look forward to oh my god i'm so excited i'm truly so excited i Anytime, knew all but... of my time watching suits by accident was not yep. wasted yep. <laughs> never never with it. me I, I have never felt more like the grinch now telling jasper <laughs> no i don't want to do a suits podcast like like am i ebenezer scrooge and you, you two were just like celebrating christmas slash suits around me but actually Eric, in this scenario, I'd probably say you're a bit of a Daniel Hardman, so, you know. <laughs> I like, know uh, Eric, you can't be Scrooge if you're not taken off for Christmas. God, do I need to start watching Suits now? Jeez. I feel like you have now, after the two of you have peer pressured me into getting a PS5, now I have to watch Suits. I oh, feel yeah. peer pressure. Can you just review too. that while both of, your, both of your spouses are here? Oh, PS5, good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yep. I have platted Spider-Man 2, and I'm cleaning up for Thor Ragnarok right now. I haven't played either of those games, and it's deeply sad. Because I've been looking forward to both those games. The fact that you have, in, <laughs> in the time it's taken me to convince you to get a PS5, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you have not only done that, but you have played the two games I was most excited about this year. And Platinumed one of them is honestly offensive to me. <laughs> and tells me that my work-life balance is a garbage it's bad it's bad i i did i took video games back from the content mill like we do this podcast yeah. but it's like you know we were streaming at house breakfast and i'm like you know what i'm actually video games are mine now like i sure. need to just listen to podcasts and then listen to video game podcasts about the video games i play yeah, yeah, yeah. i streamed the other day a game and then was like no, 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 I'm not going to do that again. Like, I like, I really enjoyed chatting on stream, but oh, like, sure. it was so funny. I got, I was just playing Civ 6 on stream, and I just was like, there was like a 10 minute period where I was just in the game, and I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, this is, this is, this can't this be good. Content. I'm not even saying anything. I'm just, people are just watching me mindlessly play Civ at like half 11 at night. This is not entertaining. I need to stop doing this. So I'm only going to do chatty ones. I'm not going to play games. Unless, yeah. I will do horror games, I think, mm -hmm. just because realistically, <sighs> my wife hates horror games and i can't play them on my own because sure. i'm too scaredy so like i feel like having the chat there as emotional support will actually be kind of useful and yeah. it will also be entertaining because i will react like a baby fair cool. gotta be in the big baby meta get into big the scary cat meta. baby meta and i will wear diapers whilst i stream eric oh that's uh, commitment that's upsetting <laughs> i was literally about to ask you how that makes you feel um, uh, it's upsetting <laughs> Uh, on that note, um, hey folks, I wanted to, it's Eric, and I'm turning, I'm turning the chair backwards. Uh, we've had a lot of fun here today, <laughs> but, um, so fun. I will say that for the time being, uh, this is going to be our last episode of Games and Feelings. Um, I turned into Big Baby already. That's because you were Big Baby wearing, wearing a diaper. First of all, wearing I'm going to blame soon. Jasper first. Jasper's having this child. And so soon. The baby's so soon. impending. It's so soon. So soon. 
So Jasper is going on paternity leave, which is part of it. But also, you know, we've been doing Games and Feelings Weekly for for all of 2023, which has been really fun. And I've really, really enjoyed it um, as it's gone through various iterations of bringing with Vitasane back and doing the replay and then Jasper becoming the permanent guest and really doing this together for a long time. Uh, and then we went to Big Bad Con together and we did all that stuff. It was great. But there's a lot of stuff that we are doing at Multitude and what I'm doing with all of the other just podcasting in general where I'm like, I need more time to do mm. stuff. Um, yes. So it's like I'm not we're not stopping to do the show because we can't do it. We just don't want to do it anymore. We're not doing it. We're stopping games and feelings because Jasper needs to be a dad and I have to do more podcasts <laughs> and like producing <laughs> games and feelings even as much fun as it is and uh, shout out to all the wonderful work that uh, Misha does to make this good Misha! every single week. Um, I just need more time to do the other to do other stuff. Um, so there'll be plenty of places for us to check out and to look at all this stuff but for the time being, games and feelings is Put on pause. Get it? It's a game. Hey. Nice. Yep. Press and pause. Because it's okay to do that. It's okay to pause the game. It yes. really is. Yeah. Genuinely. And it's okay to uh, scale back on stuff when you want to work on other stuff. I just kind of need my brain, some of my brain back. And producing four shows, five, four, four podcasts and running Multitude at the same time mm. has too, been too too many too, too many? much too yes. much too many? too many things i yeah and i think this is genuinely something that i am so happy that you're doing whilst i'm like sad that we won't be doing this uh and getting a chance to do this i also feel like we've just crossed over to a level of friendship where we don't need to do a podcast together to hang out like True. we can just hang out which would be nice um but like i think for me like when you're in a creative space or honestly in a any kind of career it's very easy to be like I can fill my, like, uh, my uh, uh, bandwidth will just be the amount of kind of brain space or, like, the basically until I fall asleep. Like, that's my bandwidth. And I think True. it's really important to realize that actually, like, to be creative and to do something to, like, the best version of that thing, like, you kind of need a little bit of space. You need a little bit of space. You need a little bit yeah. of time to, uh, in order to do those things properly and, like, I've definitely had a thing recently where like, you know, like I've recently hired an assistant for the express purpose that I realized I actually can't uh, keep up with all the things I'm doing. And I'm just doing a bad job at some of the things, especially the creative ones, because it's like you if you get burnt out creatively, man, it is an impossible job, truly an impossible job. So yeah. uh, I'm excited to see what stuff you do in place. And then I'm even more excited to see when you get me involved in those things because I'm, you know, just gonna insist really that I'm Of course, buddy. In of course. I mean it's it's join the party stuff, but it's also more shows coming out from Multitude and just like a lot Ooh. of the other things that go along with podcasts. I yeah. mean here's the thing, like the games and feelings feed is still gonna be there. Like don't unsubscribe. We're probably gonna bring it back maybe every so once in a while. I, I don't know, or maybe if there's like special things we want to do and just drop things on there. Um and we'll pause the Patreon, so no worries. You don't need to do anything there. Yeah, we're gonna pause mm. the Patreon for sure. And but also like, you know, when we go to cons, I'm probably still gonna do like games and feelings live and stuff. Um Hell I've yeah. already pitched it to like a con in twenty twenty four too to do a live show there. So it's like it's not like it's gonna go anywhere. Like the feed's still gonna be here and we might I might bring it back or, or whatever. But um yeah, it's just like there's just like a lot going on. And it's good yeah. that there's a lot going on, but the podcasting has changed in that People thought that the thing you do after having one good podcast is have more podcasts. And now I don't know if that's the answer anymore. It's like mm. doing other things to make this a business and also like really deepening the podcast that you have. 
And hey, yes. making games and feelings in the first place came out of a similar space in 2021 where, you know, right. you stopped doing some projects that uh, were taking up an outsized portion of your like brain and spirit. And look at the goodness that came out of it. So wow. I'm, I'm excited to see, yeah. you know, what your your rest does. Yeah, a Suits, a suits Rewatch podcast a suits, with me and Amanda. Suits that's podcast. what came out exactly. of it. So yeah. I yep. want you to know that's the legacy of Games and Felix as mm-hmm. of this episode. Hell yeah. Yep. Well, yep. I need you, I need people to teach me how to add friends on on PlayStation, and then uh, I will bother Jasper a lot uh, when we play games. Yes, yeah. I recently finally changed my uh, handle on uh, uh, PlayStation because for the longest time it was Sweeney underscore Todd twenty three. <laughs> so that clearly, clearly, right now. I know, but that clearly needed to change. Like <laughs> you know, like that just needed to change, and that was just, and that wasn't even because I was obsessed with the musical theater uh, masterpiece that is Stephen Sondheim. I just really liked the Johnny Depp version oh. as a teenager. So, you know, Jasper, that ne- makes exactly. me feel. Exactly. It needed to change. It needed to change. That makes me feel complex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel a whole different way about me as a human being. I get it. Oh, I also incredible. had a 300 poster on my wall. I regret a lot of things, okay? <laughs> we were we were all in our early 20s. It's yeah. fine. At yeah. some we point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Somehow exactly. my Steam handle became Hot Carl 92. Don't know how. Would never it, choose it that. Auto, it auto assigned it to you, and you're supposed to rename it. That was sure just the didn't. random one. But that's like, thanks for the gamer humor you said to my wife, Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. But listen, I'm uh, I'm proud of you. I'm uh, I'm excited to see you know what what all you do. I'm excited to see the little gamer you're going to be raising, Jasper. No matter no matter what kinds of games yeah. he's into, uh, I know you'll be accepting and loving. And um, stoked to have been a part of it hell yeah and uh, yeah i just want to say thank you so much for everyone who's listened uh it's really lovely to you know whenever you have a podcast to know that there is like a little community of people out there for which this podcast is important and cool uh so thank you very much and uh thank you to eric for putting your whole ass into this podcast it's meant a lot and i've really loved doing this with you it's been nothing if nothing it's been a real source of fun and joy for me every uh every other thursday or whatever it was that we did so uh big love man hell yeah thanks bud uh well folks you can listen to all of the podcasts that all of us are on whether it is join the party or three black halflings or spirits or you can listen to the other shows that are part of the multitude podcast collective there's another video game podcast called big game hunger with jenna steber which is absolutely incredible if you're not listening to it Uh, it's just wonderful and a great Um, free discord where you can come and hang out and preserve these friendships yeah, yeah. Come come hang out in the free multitude discord if you'd like. Love um, it. Hey Jasper, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me at JW underscore Cartwright. And the one thing I'd love you to take away from Games of Feelings generally is that Mike Ross is not a fraud. He is twice the lawyer you'll ever be. And I'm done. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, Jasper, just just for Misha, you you misspelled Sweeney underscore Todd twenty three. So if you could just say that again, just correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda, I'm, I'm going to come to your house now, okay? I'm just I'm getting on a plane. Zoom, zoom, um, I'm coming for you. Amanda, where can people find you on the internet uh, writing ter- hellish, hellish suits uh, fanfic? No one will ever know my fanfiction identity. I've but tried to find it. I can't find it. I, you know that you can break glass in case of emergency. And if you ask me, I will tell I'm you. I'm not going to but ask like you. like a good spouse, like, Eric has not asked. I could just like go on your computer and do it. Or like, I, I haven't looked. Like, what's the point? You no. Know, no. I just you can't know do it's that. there. You can't. Got to maintain you can't, mystery. You can't do that. Uh, I'm at She's So Mickey. And on AO3, you'll never know. Wow. 
Uh, and I'm on Twitter at L underscore Silvero. That's E-L underscore S-A-L-V-E-R-O. My name, if I was Lucha Libre Wrestler. Wrestler. Um, Amanda and I are going to be at PAX U. So if you're in Philly, please come by. We're going to have a multitude table. And also I'm doing some paneling. You can just find that on my socials. Um, this is great. It's a great show. Sorry Woo. we're putting it on pause. But here on the last on the last page of the instruction manual for this podcast that I've been reading from verbatim this entire time. There's nothing in the instruction manual that says anything about feelings. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Roll credits. Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Return to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce, and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.